you are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson. Because democracy doesn't just happen. Welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I'm Rob Hutchinson, and as mentioned before the break, today we are chatting about local municipalities, um, most of which have invited the public to comment on proposed rate increases across the board, um, while over 85% of them are actually facing financial bankruptcy. On the line, we have Kieran Ryan, a seasoned financial journalist with over 30 years of experience within the majority of all publications, both locally and internationally. Kieran has been investigating the financial affairs of municipalities for quite some time and has uncovered what appears to be a revolution which is happening in the form of localised tax revolts by residents across the country. Good day, Kieran. Lovely to have you here. Trust you all well. Kieran, are you there? I am. I'm on the phone, Rob. Oh, lovely, lovely. Sorry about the technical issues that we were facing there, but glad to have you on. So, Kieran, I've just been chatting off the cuff about um, local municipality issues and possible solutions that that you have covered quite extensively in, and uncovered in, in local municipalities. Uh, do you want to give us a bit more information about, about what you've uncovered? Yeah, I mean, there are about 257 municipalities in South Africa, and, and most of them are pretty shockingly run. Um, it's one thing that the, the DA has made a, a focus of its whole election campaign is, you know, let's show, how, let's show the country how well we can run the place. Not all of them are perfect, but um, they, they certainly, as a standard, are, are generally better. Uh, there also all, are also ANC-run municipalities, which, which are pretty exemplary as well. So it, it differs. And it, the, the real difference is um, municipalities have been used for carter deployment. So the, the ANC has been sending people in who, you know, they owe favors to or whatever and putting them in positions that they're not really qualified for. And uh, but it hasn't succeeded in all of the uh, the municipalities. So some of the old timers who really know how to run the things are still in place. And I think generally speaking, you read the Auditor General's report uh, and a lot of other reports that have come out, just showing that local government it, it's not in a good condition. And that, of course, is where people live in this country. They don't live in Cape Town in Parliament. They live in uh, Costa or Schweiterenica or Grafrenet or places like that. And you find that the the, the complaints are coming through thick and fast. Now, a couple of approaches have been taken to try and improve governance in these areas. One of them is going to the courts. So, in, for example, uh, in uh, Costa, which is in the northwest province, the local residents took the municipality to court, and they got a court order basically allowing them to, to run the water and the sewage plant. And which they are now doing, and they got it repaired and up and going within a week, whereas the previous staff had just walked off the off the job. That's one example of what's happening. Uh, in other places, you're seeing tax revolts, like in Scotland, down in KwaZulu-Natal, where the local residents' association are in, encouraging people to put their rates and taxes into a trust account and basically boycotting the municipality. Uh, and not that they're withholding and not paying, uh, but they are paying, but into a trust account until they get their act together. That's another example, and uh, a lot of a lot of municipalities taking being taken to court. 
for a variety of, of reasons. And in some cases, residents just taking matters into their own hands. Uh, for example, in Fixburg in the Free State, where you have, uh, it's called Fixburg My Home, which is a parallel municipality. They go out and they fix potholes and they uh, clean up the litter in the streets and they get rid of brush on the side of the road. And they found that just in doing these basic sort of broken window, fixing broken window type policies, that the crime rates go down. So that's kind of an example of what's happening around the country. That's absolutely fascinating. And I think it's, it raises the question as to, I touched on it briefly, as to whether we actually need uh, municipalities or, or not. They seem to be um, a, a really outdated business model. They saw, sort of form a, a middleman between the actual governance and, and service delivery and, and so on. We've, like you say, we've seen um, local residents forming their own uh, parallel uh, governance structures and uh, external organisations. I, I mentioned earlier on Gift of the Givers stepping in to some or to some municipalities to assist there. So, you know, what what does a political party what what is their role within within uh, municipalities? Do they form an oversight function or do they actually run the municipality? Because there seems to be a confusion there. Who do we who do we hold? hold to account in, in the case of a failing municipality? Well, you have a municipal council and you have a municipal manager who's ultimately responsible for all of these these decisions. And you have a chief financial officer and there is an act, the, um, what is it called? The, the Municipal Management Finance Act, I think it's called, something the like MFMA, that. Yes, the MFMA, yes, Municipal Finance The MFMA, that's yeah. right. Uh, and that act does detail, for example, if you're a municipal manager, there are certain qualifications that you've got to have. And it's unlawful not to have a municipal manager with those particular qualifications. But if you go around the country, you start finding a lot of these guys don't have the, the, the qualifications. So you've got ill-qualified people running these, uh, these municipalities. It's a very complex thing. Um, but from what I've been looking at, in, in a lot of these cases, it becomes a political football. Even mm. where it's ANC run, you have factions within the ANC that are one, one side trying to dislodge the other. Um, there's a case I've just been looking at in Northwest Province where uh, a whole bunch of senior executives, even the executive mayor, the municipal manager, booted out in a period of about three days and replaced with somebody who was apparently a little bit more pliant. Why is that happening? Well, the, the story I'm hearing is that the, the ANC conference time is coming up and these guys were actually doing a fairly good job in you know, stopping any corrupt tenders coming in, but were being removed to make it possible to uh, get their hands on the, on the pot of money. Uh, <laughs> shocking, but it's, uh, it's the reality. That's what's going on. And you know, so where, where does the oversight stop? Well, you've got the executive mayor, you've got the municipal council, you have the legislation, and ultimately national treasury, because a lot of these municipalities, though they, uh, they earn revenue from rates and taxes, they are reliant on transfers from provincial and uh, national government. So uh, it really comes down to treasury. And I think treasury is, is just snowed under. There's just too much of this happening. Um, I think province as well is snowed under. They're, they're, they're having to deal with all these petty little political fights happening at a local level, mm. and, uh, and and they can't handle it. That's exactly exactly the problem that seems to be uh, plaguing not just local local government, but on on a national level as well. 
Uh, we seem to have, as South Africans, an inability to separate uh, governance from from politics, and often it, it, the two get confused, and that that's what, uh, in my view, creates the creates the chaos, especially at, at, a, at a local level. And it, it also creates major confusion as to the residents, because we don't know, do we blame the political party or do we blame the municipal managers? Because <clears throat> the municipal municipality should be run like a business and uh, the political party or the local political council has simply has oversight to see that it, that business is functioning correctly. Much like in, in, on a national level where the parliamentary portfolio committees have oversight over state institutions like uh, the South African Police Service or, or ESCOM, uh, ESCOM or, or any, anything else. They, however, all they have is oversight. They don't actually have the power to control or issue instruction to these institutions. So one can only assume that the same happens at a local level where political parties who are supposedly have oversight over a region um, don't actually have the power to tell a, or to compel a municipality to function in the way that it should do. It's left up to the municipal management structure as, as such. And that even if there was a change of political uh, oversight within a municipality, that uh, municipal structure um, or management structure stays the same with the same people. So it does create uh, problems going going forward. So it's, it's called the municipal deep state. That's it, exactly. <laughs> municipal de- yeah. deep state, indeed. So. How do we solve these problems? It's 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 really mind blowing as to what 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 needs to be done. Um, uh, the, I see there's a couple of alternative uh, uh, solutions here, but really nothing seems to pop into mind as to how to solve uh, these things, other than they should be run like a business without political interference. Uh, any thoughts? Well, on I, that? I, I think I think what happens is that. Residents eventually reach a point where they've, they've just had enough and they start taking matters into their own hands. I'll give you an example of that. In Rudaput, west of Johannesburg, you have an area called the Panorama. So the Panorama Residents Association, there's all these potholes on the road. They complain to the roads agency. Nothing happens. And, uh, you know, they're saying that the road agency has been socially distancing for the last year. In other words, they haven't been attending to the work that they should be attending to. So what do they do? They go and they um, decide they're going to buy some tar themselves and get a stamper that they could, can compact the, the tar. And they do it themselves. And you, you know how much it cost? 10,000 rand. <laughs> Somebody donated the stamper. They got some volunteers and they fixed 100 potholes. And it took four days. And and then when this was happening, the the road agency suddenly shows up and they start obviously shamed into doing something about it. They show up and they start fixing potholes. But apparently the quality of the work between the ones that was done by the volunteers, by the residents association, is far higher than Mm. what was done by the roads agency. And um, this is what happens with with bureaucracy. uh, It starts to break down and... uh, one of the things, you know, I do as a journalist is, you know, you, you've got to start reporting on this. You've got to start shaming people who need to be shamed. 
Absolutely. And yeah. hopefully mm. get a change in behavior. It's the same with, with local government. Just shine a spotlight on some of these really rotten spots. And but there's some great examples of local government that works. I mean, you look at Midvale, south of Johannesburg. It, mm. It's DA run. They've got a mayor. I think he's about 33 years old. He's been mayor there for seven or eight years. Yeah. His name is Bongani Boloi. Um, absolutely, you know, clean audits coming out every year. He wants to turn Midval into, uh, I think the word he uses is the Singapore of Africa. So he's developing plans to use grey water, recycled grey water, uh, mm. to use solar power plants to remove themselves 100% from the grid. Not, not 100% off the grid, but to, to lessen their dependence on the ESCOM grid. Now, this is some really mm. foresighted thinking here. Why does he want to do that? Well, he wants it to is. attract businesses and residents to the area so that he can increase his, his rates and taxes base. And Brilliant. this kind of competitive mm. tension that you're going to get in local government area, I think, is going to become very pronounced. I mean, you look at the United mm. States, for it example, is. where people are leaving California, moving to Texas, where taxes are lower, and you don't have this sort of suffocating hand of government breathing yes. you know, down on your neck. Uh, yeah. These kind of things are, are, are going to happen because people are becoming very aware of the conditions in, in the areas where they live, That's which right. is a great well, thing. Kieran, Kieran, I think we that is it's absolutely fantastic and that, that's a unbelievable knowledge that, that we are jumping into and some some positive results. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll we'll come back and we'll definitely get into into more of more of that. You are listening to Dear Parliament with Rob Hutchinson, because democracy doesn't just happen. Hello, welcome back to 101.9 High FM. I'm Rob Hutchinson, and we're chatting with Kieran Ryan about failing municipalities and, and what needs to be done. But you know, be sure to, to join us uh, soon, as High FM will be broadcasting live from the Sandringham Spa, this is Yama Atmat. There are lots of prizes to be won, including cash, including vouchers, and yummy kosher treats. So put on your best blue and white, dress up your car, and come and get your flags. It's all happening on this trip at Sandringham Spa this Thursday on Yam Haatsmart. From 9 a.m., we shall see you there. 101.9 High FM, 101.9 megahertz of independence. Now, Kieran, we were we were chatting about uh, some failing municipalities and the horrors that, that are going on there. But it's not all uh, doom and gloom, as as you were saying. Uh, you mentioned Midval and the solutions that, that are being proposed there. Uh, what else are, is, is that mayor proposing? The service delivery is the main point of differentiation there, that they... Um the, the rates and taxes that you pay, you actually get your, your sewerage working. You get clean water, um, and, and uh, that, of course, comes from Rand Water. That's out of their control. But the main thing is they just focus on getting the services that you're paying for, uh, keeping the potholes repaired. They pay close attention to that, and attracting businesses to the area, making it safe. Um, now, this is another thing that you, you'll remember sort of 10 years ago, when you had all of these gated communities and booms and that sort of thing, and these residents associations sprouted all over the place. And there was a bit, a bit of political uh, backlash against that. But I start to see that happening again. Um, 
far more active residents' associations around the country where you've got dysfunctional um, government. Um, these associations are stepping in to try and fix the problem, not always in a confrontational way, you know, because there, there, are, there are good hats. There are many, many good hats in the municipalities, even though they might be broken and they get bad audit reports and that kind of thing. But they're doing the best they can. They need help. They've got limited budgets. And, and, and of course, amongst them, they have this, this whole political game going on. So there are, you know, card of deployments in there. And that's a problem. So residents' associations are having a powerful effect on this. And they're coming now with, with some fairly strong legal backing. And the case I mentioned earlier, which was in uh, Costa in the northwest province, where the court actually ordered the residents' association to take over the sewerage and water plant. And that was done, you know, after years of trying to negotiate and uh, come to an arrangement with the municipality didn't work. They had a brand new sewage plant which just fell into disrepair. The workers walked off the plant and they said they went to the court and they said, listen, we, we can't live like this. And it, it's not a race-based thing either, you know, because they're saying we're doing this for the entire community. Everybody who's living in this area has the sewerage which is just spilling out onto the street mm. uh, or is not being processed at all and the water is filthy. Something's got to be done. It's in the Constitution. This is part of your basic rights in the Bill of Rights of the Constitution. You're starting to see a lot more activity happening on that front um, all around the country. I mean, some of the best run, actually the best run municipality in South Africa is Mossel Bay. Um, yeah. it, it's just exemplary. But that's kind of looking at it both from a financial and an operational point of view. You've got places like Hermanus. A lot of these are in the Western Cape. Uh, extremely well run. I've mentioned Midval. Uh, but right next to Midval, you've got Mfuleni, who's which is one of the worst in the country. That's, you know, partly because of the demographics of the area. A lot of poor people living there. Um, the, the ANC sent in um, Gif Morena as the mayor. And he comes from the South African Council of Churches. He's a good hat. But, um, you know, I think the problem is, is way beyond one person. It, it takes a very, very dedicated team to turn something around like that. Indeed. And uh, you, you've, got, you've got bad examples, you've got good examples, and uh, as a generality, the DA is doing better, um, but you have many ANC-run municipalities as well, which are, are, are quite spectacular. So that, that, that is the, the overall picture of the country. That's interesting, you know, it, and you, you say the DA is doing doing better, but is it is it because of the DA or is it because of the the residents? There, there's real, really no way to to actually measure that. You know, when you when you have a large, um, uh, sort of an informal uh, neighbourhood within within your municipal area. You are going to face problems with service delivery and face great, far greater challenges. So when we look at, um, the, like I like say, there are some brilliantly run ANC uh, uh, municipalities, but there again, is it because of the uh, demographics of of the residents or or the surrounds? And then again, you have some terribly run DA ones um, within within certain areas. And again, we don't know. There's a lot to to take into account here. But what I, I keep coming back to is that the the function of of a municipality should be a, a business without without politics. So hopefully we will see a shift towards uh, more private entities such as residents associations, 
and uh, other entities uh, managing or overseeing the management of of local munis- municipalities. Kieran, it was a wonderful chat chatting with you today. Um, even though we did face some some serious technical difficulties in the beginning, uh, there uh, kind of had to do it off the fly, but. We shall definitely have a, a catch-up very, very soon. There's so much else to chat about. I know we were going to chat about a, uh, alternative tax measures and, and so on and so on, all within, within, within your, your ambit of expertise. Definitely we should, we should have you on, on again very soon. Great stuff. And, and Rob, you're a national treasure. Well done for the work that you're doing.